Welcome back to Quips and Sips, the musings of two Southern 20-somethings. I'm Amber. And I'm Lily. <sighs> okay. Uh, so, Lily, how have you been on this fine Tuesday? Ah, uh, yes, it is Tuesday. And as we sit and discuss... As Sunday, your girls just needed to reset. We both were just, we needed to do other things. But we're here today, and that's great. It's been a fine day, as your girl hears on spring break. <laughs> Perks of working at a school. So, speaking of Sunday resets, Amber, how did you spend yours? So, my Sunday was, I mean, I guess stressful. It was like kind of like anxiety build. Uh, we moved everything out of my grandma's assisted living apartment um, and spent the afternoon um, taking my papa out to lunch. Um, he did not want us to leave him afterwards. Oh. We spent hours with him. He it just gets so lonely being in the nursing home, and it's just so sad. Um, I had so much homework to do, and... I just couldn't leave him and I don't know, but I did get an extension on my book report. Uh, it was supposed to be due today, but uh, he gave me till the end of the week to finish it. So I'll have to That's start nice. reading it a little bit after we record today. So how was your Sunday reset? So my room was a pit. So I cleaned it, tidied it, and it feels so, so much better. I tidied up my closet. I didn't purge too much of it. There really just wasn't much to get rid of. It was just a mess. Like, stuff wasn't hanging as well as it could have. Things weren't... Mm -hmm. I put, like, things together. Put most of my Bahamas pieces together in one chunk of my closet. Flipped around my spring and summer tops and my dresser. Pants, same way. So things feel so much better. It just yeah. gives a lot of clarity in the mental too so yeah I'm glad i was able to take the time and do that they kicked off the break on a nice restful note yeah how has your spring break been so far you know it's been lovely i went to a bar class in the morning yesterday which i never get to do because you know work it was like 9 30 in the morning so that was nice. And then today I took Caleb to brunch and top golf. And it was so nice to just, I got to sip a beverage while I was driving golf balls far out, feeling the sun since you're partially, I mean, you're undercover, but you're outside. Yeah. It was great. It was great. So yeah, I'm here for it carrying that energy throughout the rest of the week. It's not going to be as busy the rest of the week. I just have to do like I like appointments and stuff to do, but I've got two more bar classes and I need to book and I haven't booked it yet. I'm going to go to, um, there's this place it's, they have, it's like a, it's like a day spa, but they do, it's cryotherapy and infrared sauna. So, but Ooh. your first session is 20 bucks. So I think Friday after my Friday bar class, cause that's my last one of the week, because the class is at like 12 i think i'm gonna try to go over 
And I don't know if I want to do, I need to look at the temperature Friday. I don't know if I want to do cryotherapy or if I want to do the infrared sauna. Really, I want to do both, but Ooh. I don't know which one. So I'm going to do one of those. So it's in Norton comments. Yeah. So I'm going to do one of those and I, I will report back on yes. how it is because I Please have do. a feeling I will be returning to do whatever one I don't do. At first I was thinking infrared sauna, but now I'm like, oh, maybe I want to do the cryotherapy. So we'll see. I don't know which yeah. one, but I want to do that at the end of the week. So yeah, but that's been my week so far. So how about you? How's your week started out? How much schoolwork do you have to push through before the end of the semester? Oh, and speaking of libations, mm-hmm. what's yours of choice today? Okay, so I have water today, first of all. Had some serious heartburn today, which is amazing. So just been drinking lots of water. Um, but I will say what a beautiful day to be at Top Golf. Um, that's just really fabulous for you. Um, I love that. (laughs) Um, but I will say this week has been it's just been an anxiety filled week. Um, and I, I'm just really tired today. I just got home from class. Um, it was a very interesting class. We did have a guest speaker come in and talk about leadership. Uh, it was a priest. He made office references. It was nice. He brought snacks. Um, it was a whole, it was a whole vibe. It was, it was pretty great. Um, but what are you sipping on? You know what? Let me just talk about all the beverages I've had today because they've all been wonderful. <laughs> so brunch, I had a great Arnold Palmer with unsweet tea and lemonade. Um, because I sweet tea and lemonade that's that's too, sweet. too much. So, but mm-hmm. the the lemonade, there was something about it. It was just hitting. It was very good. I hadn't had one in a while. It was great. Then I went to Top Golf, of course, and then I had a Michelob Ultra draft. Wonderful, crisp, cold, hit the spot. But now I'm just on water because I'm like, I need more water in my mm-hmm. life. I've had water at each point throughout the day, but I need more. So because I yeah. had other beverages throughout the day, so I need more. So I'm in the same boat. But yeah, with College Plus, all that, this is what I tell everyone in my life who has also is or has endured College Plus. You can do it and it will be worth it. And don't forget mm-hmm. to do things that you love and that bring you joy along the way. Like this podcast, but also things outside of that, too. Because yes. this is a task in and of itself. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's been a challenge. I, I have three more weeks, but I keep telling myself I can do it for three more weeks. Um, it's just my anxiety has just been such a bitch lately. But... I'm trying to tell myself, trying to remind myself that it's not random anxiety. It is to be expected going through grief because I've just been so scared because I feel like my depression's coming back. I'm getting all these negative thoughts in my head that I can't get rid of. And the last time this happened, I had like this suicidal thoughts, mental breakdown, had to quit my job. Like it was a whole issue and I'm just so scared that that would happen again 
And so it's just this like PTSD Mm -hmm. feelings and all these anxieties. And I saw a TikTok that said anxiety is addictive. And so when you feel it, it brings back all the feelings of anxiety that you've ever had and all your fears and stuff. So that's what's been happening. It's like, I feel this anxiety. And so then everything comes flooding in. Like my feeling, my fear of loneliness has been coming back. So I've been feeling extra lonely recently. So we need to hang out soon. (laughs) First of all, it's kind of curbed that, but I'm just been trying to wade through. Glad I have a good support system around me, but it's Mm -hmm. been difficult. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. sorry just thought speaking of anxiety what doesn't help is that yesterday i went to the dermatologist and had a spot removed off my face so that's just kind of in the back of my head like huh what if that's cancer everybody else in my family has cancer right now why not me too oh, so God. so then that just keeps feeding into it too so that's just really fun but i digress you know what? Let me let's address this because I don't know if we just saw the same TikTok. I don't remember if it's one of them in the slew that I sent you, but I saw yeah. that one and it makes so much sense in what you're describing yeah. of like whether it's a life stressor or you just general yeah. thought pattern. Yeah. You're it makes so much sense that when you have anxieties, any type of anxiety disorder especially, really what this is mm-hmm. addressing your body is so used to it yeah and it eventually it's backwards but that's what your body is comfortable with a lot of the time right. which is messed up exactly it can be lessened it can it's difficult but it can be done so i completely understand what that means because i'm in you know somewhat of a similar boat with just life stressors that uh-huh. going on it's just life it's used to that it's it it happens but um i i had therapy a week ago just to check in and um she you know i was explaining some different you know you know whatever we talked about and she was just like in all the things you know that you have to think about and other things that come up whether they're intrusive or not like whatever just know like with everything going on right now like don't expect yourself to be a hundred percent present like who would be a hundred percent present with everything going on that has gone on yeah. you know whatever else yeah like so she's like you can take so she's like you can remove that burden from yourself that you know for however long you know that some of whatever goes on you might be 80 percent present you might some days be 30 percent present and that sucks and but i was like yeah and i don't like that at the same time she's like yeah you know i know um but you know don't you know mm-hmm. give yourself that i was like that was so helpful and so um just give yourself that grace too of like yeah with everything you have going on it's don't expect your you know don't expect yourself to be 100 percent present there's nothing wrong with not mm-hmm. do what you can 
take that off your plate that's okay so yeah give yourself that 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 really helped me that made me feel a lot better so yeah yeah I feel like I'm I'm getting through it's like I can do this I can get through the semester it's three more weeks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it'll be fine all I gotta do is pass that's, that's how right. I feel right now but hey exactly yeah what an unexpected oh. deep dive that was also yeah. fully necessary you know what else is fully I, necessary i really Television that, recaps. <laughs> so so true um i have been looking forward to this tv re- recap so i think we should just dive on in the water's fine we're gonna start with succession since we're gonna be swimming with sharks in that area anyway so let's go so it's that time of year again that time of year for succession sunday our sunday reset also allowed both of us the time to be able to tune in to this week's latest episode we saw logan hype up his atn news team while making his presence known at the same time and that he's not going anywhere we saw carrie flop at anchoring truly laughable yeah. And we had Connor throw himself an all-American bachelor party at a Korean karaoke bar. Oh, and of course, what else What else is new? Another coup d'etat is brewing among the new Gen Roys. Tell us about it, Amber. First of all, the intro to succession slaps. Um, yes. I just... Yes, <laughs> ultimate power walk sound yes just those those keys when they when they hit those notes top tier (laughs) but i still can't get over the ludicrously capacious bag from last week um i need that burberry bag it's beautiful um Mm -hmm. you know i need about fifteen hundred dollars i can go get it myself um my favorite thing is that this woman walks in with a fifteen hundred dollar burberry bag and they go ugh oh my god that's just they're so rich (laughs) cannot relate um (laughs) that's the kind of money they have yeah to know that that bag is not for that occasion yeah yeah Uh amazing second this week's episode was interesting because roman is trying to stay close with logan and i find that very interesting um shiv and ken are all in on this coup against you know, their dad, but Roman seems to be having second thoughts. He is having second thoughts. And then they tease that out a little bit into mm-hmm. the end of this, at the end of this week's and into next week's. Mm-hmm. Um, But also, don't forget about Tom snatching up all the best New York City divorce attorneys. <laughs> he truly is becoming snakier by the day as Logan's puppet. Um, He's absolutely he is the definition of two things number one fake it till you make it because um he's now in logan's inner circle number Mm -hmm. two he's still the people's princess (laughs) (laughs) tom tom woms tom the people's princess i will say tom is losing me he he you know, I used to be all about Tom and 
I was like, he is my, my princess, as you say, but he's losing me. I just can't seem to understand how he can go so hard for Logan. And he's just such a bitch for the money. No principles at all. Um, but he really is, like you said, he's fake it till you make it. I, it is just puppet. That is, that's the word. That's the word. He is just a snake puppet. Tom is in his reputation era. He really is. I mean, <laughs> consider his, consider his audience though. Like yeah, his being part of the Roy family by mm-hmm. my marriage. I mean, Tom has motive. Like yeah. his wife came to him the night of their wedding and was like, I want an open marriage. And he was like, okay. Um, yeah. Like she's never like, I'm not blaming the woman here, but like, I'm saying, you know, for someone uh, who she, mm-hmm. wanted what she he was didn't never want, into him, you know, no, never like, yeah, never. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, on, that was a marriage for image. Like, and yeah. even then it wasn't even really for image because they didn't go together but um <laughs> we're getting off track but um yeah tom different conversation um, her, <laughs> what's it what's in her bag her lunch pail flat shoes for the subway um <laughs> amazing and don't forget about his sidekick his the his actual the actual love of his life cousin greg um, I see mm-hmm. that this week he has not brought in anyone else bearing any more ludic- ludicrously capacious bags. But I, I just wonder how he's going to make his presence known as a cousin. I mean, yeah. in that regard, the blood relation, he's closer to Logan than Tom is. So what is he? But is he savvy enough? He's still he still fumbles when he had to fake <laughs> fire carry from the. Uh, yeah. Um, Anchor job like he flopped he like fish out of water he's still a fish out of water yeah um but you know he gets more of a pass because he's blood so that that's very interesting like greg is all in to be tom's little puppy dog that follows him around um i will say he did seem to grow a pair and when he had that talk with carrie even though carrie just totally overpowered him um in that conversation but i wench. still think he held wench his city. ground a little bit wench yes um <laughs> she carrie is the definition of a wench um but i think it's really interesting how greg is putting himself in the position to be that for logan that the kids are not any longer um since they've mm. they've left um they're all against him and all this but i will say just logan just doesn't seem to have any respect for tom or greg still okay i won't say like no respect no. but he doesn't have as much respect for them as he does his kids even though his kids are against him it's very interesting um Logan's all about family and blood and you know he's just still not right there with Tom and Greg even though Greg's he can get away with it because he is blood by proxy but yeah it's really interesting literally you know 
And yeah. Show, you know, like, they're his kids. They're his. Mm-hmm. Like, so he yeah. automatically likes them better. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just because of, you know, that character, you know, motive and everything. But yeah, agreed. Time will tell. It will tell. What else? You know, coming back to Roman, his back and forth with Daddy Logan. Will he mm-hmm. abandon his siblings? Will he jump ship and head up ATN? Is he going to swoop it in from... Is he going to, you know, take it from Tom? Like, is he going to make Tom's life more of hell than he already does? I mean, honestly, he's Roman is up for the task. He's low-key Logan 2.0. He's a fool. He's a fool. But he can be brutal mm-hmm. to people. So, I mean, yeah. he could do it. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. I think that was a pretty good recap. I think so. I just, next week, I can't wait to see what happens at Connor's wedding. Will there be a musical yeah. guest? Is there going to be a musical guest that falls There's got to be a musical guest. Yes. 100%. Or someone that he tried to get that he would never, ever get. But it's <laughs> going to come up somehow. I can't wait to yeah. see. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. So, oh, a musical guest that he asked to come and the musical guest goes, no, I'm not supporting you and exactly. your policies. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. That'd be so, funny. I'm not part of your 1% of the poll. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's gotta be. Well, speaking of musical guests, let's get into Daisy Jones. Let's, it's time as I finish the series and I have thoughts. It's just, it's not like the book. It's not like the book. When I come into these things, having read (laughs) said book, any book, I think it's going to be fairly close. And it was, but it wasn't, especially the last episode. However, I read an article in Town & Country that analyzed some of the major differences between the book and the series, and TJR, the author, Taylor Jenkins Reid, if you're not familiar, alluded to the series being more like a piece that honors the root of the book, honors the universe in which it lives, and then expands upon the storyline in a way that really TV can do, as opposed to another medium. And I respect that. That's a creative choice. That isn't that's a strategic that's a strategy. That's a strategic choice. If I if it were my book, I wouldn't do it that way. But I I can respect it. It's creative. It's a different angle. I just think that there were some at day's end some major differences that could have stayed the same that would have been truer to the book, while still making the show something unique on its own. And that's just yeah. I think you're coming from it as somebody who just read the book, whereas I am coming from it, and yeah. maybe a lot of other viewers are coming from it as somebody who read the book a couple years ago, maybe even four years ago. So I think it's interesting, like because you're you know all the details right. fresh, and I I for, I forgot the details. I just remember how I felt about it and the the main key ideas and so this story I really respected the idea of changing up some things just to make a good tv um I understood that but what are some things that Mm -hmm. you think could have changed good question 
Um, the way Billy lost to sobriety, there was Simone's presence at the Chicago show, which was not mm-hmm. part of the book because by the end of it, Simone was not as tied to Daisy as she was in the show. Um, the fact that Eddie had hooked up with Camilla, that yeah. was a huge spark point. Um, that wasn't a thing. Billy and Daisy, how they began to hook up, like, you know, Billy did a line and then, like, you know, yeah. they were going to continue to hook up. Like, you know, maybe in this fake universe of characters, like, maybe it did happen and it didn't get in the book. I don't know. But, I mean, I just I just don't. I just don't think it would have happened based on how things were written. But jumping around a little bit with Camilla, her character, and to their credit, I think in order to actually carry out the plot line of the show and to keep it going for 10 episodes, the nature of her character did have to be a bit more... I don't want to say needy because needy implies annoying and it she wasn't annoying she was you know the way she was portrayed was totally right with the situation but yeah. she was low-key the opposite in the book like hmm. in the show she kept like like she was back and forth like she's 1970s loose like it's not an open relationship but it's not like the door's not totally closed either for either one of them. But then at the same time, you could tell in, you know, the characterization and the delivery that deep down her character, like, she wanted to be the only one for him. And at times, you know, exploded on Billy and reminded him of her stat, her place in his life and how he needed to buck up how he needed to change or she was out of there and Mm -hmm. she had and in the book she had one moment of that which is when she caught him cheating on the first tour while she was pregnant and she was like you can get it all out of your system now and then after that you're done um and then later on it was like he was kind of wasn't around as much and so she had like I guess like one hookup or a one night stand with like someone she used to know and that was it like so they both kind of had their own thing but she wasn't like impassioned throughout the story of like reminding him of like get it together get it together like do you really love her like blah blah blah. like that didn't happen so it's like I so to me Hmm. it was kind of like missed opportunity but at the same time that's hard to deliver on tv You know, like you can't. How do you carry that out for ten episodes? You can't. Like, you would just have to, um, like with her character, just do other things. And then, because I mean, a big part of the in the book too was they had their first kid, and then they had twins. But they didn't have twins in the show, so a lot of it, basically, in the nature of the book, was Camilla was so busy raising three children that, like. It's almost like she didn't have time to care even if she did so mm. and you know she didn't really in the they didn't do the whole photography thing in the book but you know is that not like woke enough for you know amazon i, I don't know like i don't know but um i was entertained by the show 
I enjoyed watching it. Again, the Teddy character um, was not like he was in the book, but I loved his character. So I'm just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. um, added to it. I thought Riley Keough sounded more of like what I thought the Daisy Jones character would sound like when they were when whenever she would sing like just by herself or maybe it was like just she and Billy and she was just on like guitar or something she sounded more like what I thought how the Daisy Jones character is described in the book in that time versus when they were like on stage Mm. in the concert setting because it's probably like the studio recorded version right so she had the look down pat I thought that was great and I was surprised by, you know, having watched it all the way now, the guy who played Billy Dunn, like, I think he had the look, but I don't know if he had the sound. Hmm, I can't really describe what, I can't really describe what he, I mean, I thought he was good. I thought they sounded good together. I don't know what I thought he would sound like. I don't, I don't know. All I know is I was entertained, but there were some parts I'm like, we could have honored the book a little better, but. I get that. I would I say it. I enjoyed that it. they didn't focus on his cheating on her as much as they did in the book. Um, I did notice that they kind of yeah. breezed past it. They had the one little altercation where she said, you're going to get, you know, get it together or I'm leaving. And then he mm-hmm. did. Um, but then that was it. They didn't kind of, that was kind of like a major thing in the book from what I remember like he was constantly in the book like doubting that he could measure up and be that person for her well, I thought he did that show in the show too like, yeah mm-hmm. but it, it but toward the end it was also like you know fighting off feeling the way he felt about daisy more so yeah i think i got um, that from the book though. and then just having that yeah yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I thought it was the book was one big, he was fighting his feelings for her. That's how I took the book. Really. So I thought that aspect was really similar, but you know, it's really interesting to see how people interpret or like not interpret, but like what you remember from the book yeah. and how it made you feel. Mm-hmm. And yeah it's really fascinating it is but i I did i just loved it so much and it was so cute and i still can't get over the music i listen to daisy jones and the six radio on spotify almost every day and it's so my vibe so i'm loving it but i'm also loving sidebar i'm also loving miley's new album endless summer vacation I don't know if we ever got around to chatting about that the past couple weeks, but this album I think might be the one to win her a Grammy. One can only hope. <laughs> I can I can see that. I can see that with certain pieces on there or it as a collective. Yeah. For sure. We'll come back to that though. We, we will. Have, we we'll have circle back. Thing to address. We have one so, more important topic of conversation today, so we will get on it. So now that we have all our nights, let's discuss 
our alma mater's new strategic vision in air quotes we have a special guest to join us through this final chat we have Ms. Meredith Crane, the best find you little to ever little. How are you? You're so sweet. I'm good. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. What an honor it is to be here. <laughs> yes, Meredith is our first special guest. So we're so excited. So Amber, should we just jump right in? Their last Let's clip? do it. <laughs> okay. So some so some people have some hot takes on this, and of course. We're no exception. Shocker. So let's set the scene. So on March 22nd, Bellarmine University, where all three of us have degrees, announced, quote, academic restructuring as part of a new plan called Bellarmine Forward. Its core tenants are focusing on the following. Career-ready graduates, preparing students for life, community engagement, equitable and inclusive, and best return on investment in the region. In doing so... The following academic majors are going to be phased out. So I believe what I've heard is, at least with one of these programs, um, students can enroll in it next year, 23-24. But after that, no. But then people who are who enroll in 23-24, like, they can still continue it. So the following majors are going to be cut. Aging studies foreign language and international studies, philosophy, physics, radiation therapy, senior living leadership, Spanish medical laboratory science, athletic training, and theater. Athletic training at the graduate level, everything else at um, undergraduate, and then MLS is also graduate. So as mm-hmm. those are phased out, some new programs are making their way in. So those will be marketing, neuroscience, public health, biomedical science, nurse anesthesia, and health professions. And they're also going to be rounding out their degree completion program. So for people, that is for folks who perhaps have started a degree and they stopped it, but they want to come back and finish it. So oh, that was a lot. Um, That was a lot. And some people, they're not happy with this decision. They're not happy with these cuts. Um, I haven't seen anything about people being unhappy about what they're phasing in, but people aren't really happy about what they're phasing out. And that is partic- that is a particular is a particular incident incidents for um the theater degree. So, Meredith, what are your first thoughts on this? Does it bother you? Does it surprise you? Does anything stick out to you? Um, you know, I think it's you know, really unfortunate for, you know, previous and current theater majors and anyone whose uh, major is being phased out. But I understand, like, why it's happening. Um, I, you know, someone, I was looking at, like, Facebook comments on a, on a news post about Bellarmine cutting, cutting these majors. And, I think it wasn't an easy decision for them to make. And I understand that, you know, they're trying to cut things with low enrollment. So I get where they're coming from. uh, But I still think it's, you know, a really just crappy situation for everybody involved. I agree. Cause it's, I feel like, 
I understand why they would be uh, bringing in these new degrees. The whole preparing students for life thing is like, whatever. Um, that's just fancy, fluffy flower talk. But I get that they're like, that is <laughs> the demand for the region. I get, I understand. But I feel like, like what you said, it's not a liberal arts school. If you get rid of language, philosophy, theater, like I'm sorry, like that's what makes a liberal arts, arts and sciences like program are these, are these things, not biomedical science and, and public health and like nurse anesthesia. Like that's so specific um that's kind of L's gambit there um it's like they're trying to compete with L. since the, I, I don't know I think they're division one I feel like everything just comes down to sports with education for me but I don't know what are your thoughts on it Lily yeah I I see the points you know that all of you make um i think first of all on a personal note i'm shocked that my degree was not cut um i studied arts administration for my undergrad um and that the coursework automatically yeah. gave me a minor in business so honestly i think that's what saved it because it's low-key a baby child of the rural school of business um mm-hmm. but i think I do think there has been consistent, I wouldn't say high, but it's been consistent enrollment um, probably since about like right before I graduated in the program. So I'm glad to see that it wasn't cut. So selfish note on my part. Um, (laughs) But I mean, and for clarity's sake, like philosophy, the languages, et cetera, those are being, those majors are being cut, but they did clarify and say that people can still take those courses and that there's still going to be requirements for specific for those specific courses in any other degree just as it stands however i don't think that's enough because um Mm -hmm. if and here's okay let me back up a little bit so bellarmine particularly in the local landscape um i'm not talking region i'm talking more locally to Louisville and then perhaps like if you want to go out more broadly statewide would say that Bellarmine's niche is the liberal arts and yeah there's other liberal arts schools around but that's its specific niche to this audience it's not because it's because of small class sizes it's because of its liberal arts focus it's not because of a nurse anesthesia college plus program right um and part of what makes to me from speaking from experience of being in a liberal arts community is that you have people studying a wider variety of things a wider variety of disciplines and educational programs and it's not just a specific niche and it's not and it's especially not more professional, you know, pre-professional track, professional track, 
business, you know, very business and career focused tracks. That is not Bellerman's niche, or at least it hasn't been previously. And that's not why people go to Bellerman, right? Like, I mean, yes, like we have excellent career outcomes and, you know, great stats on the back end. And, but think about why that is, right? It's not because I'm, you know, and if I'm not bashing anyone who wants to do like a career focused program or anything, I'm just saying like, that's not Bellarmine's niche. That's not why someone usually would go to Bellarmine. Like if you want to do these more specific medical degrees, you go to Sullivan, you go to ATA, you go to um, Galen, you go to U of L even, um, because they mm-hmm. just have more programs because they're a bigger school, and I think Bellarmine you go to for the liberal arts education, you go to for the 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 theology and the philosophy and the language and the history and and the math and the science and and you get a little bit of everything, um, with your specific degree, and yeah, I think. It's just going to be a glorified Sullivan. Like they're going to turn into Sullivan where Sullivan used to be liberal arts. They're not anymore. Um, I feel like they're headed down that path. So, right. Yeah. That's my opinion. I think, yeah, that's what, go ahead, Meredith. Yeah. I think uh, in the next few years, it will be really interesting to watch this shift and see how Bellarmine changes in other ways you know because of these changes that they're implementing I think there's going to be a a really big shift and I don't know about you know Bellarmine culture or just I the feel Mm -hmm. of the school is going to be very different with all of these heavy career professional focused track so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the years to come Mm -hmm. I agree completely um and it's interesting because I mean from we've been out I mean Amber and I have been graduated undergrad this will be god third year um this coming May um but it's been interesting to just look on the periphery of what their enrollment is looking like um for the coming year and i don't think well for this 22 23 i guess that would be the class of 26 i believe i just remember looking when they do the graphic of like how many states do they come from how many students are there what's the you know how many are on campus like what's the what are the demographic um the number seemed low and then um my future sister-in-law will be a bellarmine knight class of 27 and she went to a recent event and they commented on how it didn't look very crowded um and how um remember when we meredith you might have done this as well when they did um what was that called bellarmine bound the overnight thing yes um, i didn't attend that but i know what you're talking about i think well when we did it we stayed we stayed in a dorm um i don't know if 
I don't know if they still do that or if they switch if that's when they switched to where you stayed overnight in Knights Hall, but that event wasn't even overnight this year. So um mm. like Yeah, I didn't do that either, but yeah, it was like a whole orientation kind of thing. Like Yeah. It was, a, it was like the our last, class was huge yeah. too. I remember it like was, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was the last, like, that event was, like, one of the last ones, like, before you really decided if you wanted to enroll or not. And then the mm-hmm. next one was where you, like, picked all your classes and stuff. Um, yeah. But, th- like, even that's, so, like, it's just interesting to see, like, you know, hearing anecdotally, like, what they're scaling back and, like, what they're, like, pushing forward and what that's looking like. Because um, clearly, again, Amber, to your point about D1, um that's why that's why this is happening because we're getting we're the school is moving in the trajectory of you know reaching larger audiences and getting hoping to enroll more and be more competitive because we're in that sphere now but at the same time it's not like these sorts of programs like this is not from our experience this is not why people go to Bellarmine and I think some of these they're jumping in way too far ahead and um they're making some of these public without and again this Bellarmine forward thing this is part of a larger campaign and it's part of a fundraising campaign I was gonna say it just has everything to do with donors and the trustees they they must not be satisfied with graduation um job outcomes um that's my theory um because i mean i'll say bellerman had like job placement guarantee um i i didn't get a job after graduation i i didn't um i was unemployed but i also graduated in 2020 so it's like really interesting i don't know it's just I think the donors must just not be satisfied. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm interested because take here's the one the one that stuck out to me, the degree was neuroscience. What facilities does Bellarmine have? What equipment, facilities, staffing, endowment does Bellarmine have to support a neuroscience program? Their labs um, are awful. Well, from a fundraiser perspective like i'm just i'm curious because like you it's standard practice like you really wouldn't like publicize certain things like this is very generic um but typically for like a big campaign like with a name Mm -hmm. and like a dollar amount you want to raise you wouldn't go public with it until you've raised at least 80 percent so i mean i'm not saying they you know have anything major in the works um Hmm. you know or have major dollars backing whatever i mean norton is a big public corporate partner of bellarmine but it's really true um but you know that's all speculation like i'm not saying i know anything because i absolutely don't but it's just interesting because yeah i mean they have their work cut out for them i think because again and having having worked in development for Bellarmine, um, you know like, what's up. Like the <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. 
your alums you know across multiple generations um and those you know all alums who would have a capacity to give they don't know bellarmine like this and i don't know how much i think mm, it will take some work a to really sell good point. i think it will take some work to sell what this is talking about to some of them i mean not all of them necessarily um didn't know individuals that well when i worked there but you just get a sense from the stories you hear from people and when you engage with people at events and stuff mm -hmm. and see who's coming like and especially in you know being arts admin being arts being an arts girly like you know i feel for the theater program um i mean it you know i've had both my brothers do theater you know in their high school ways my one brother goes to a very arts focused college um but does it in a way that fuses arts and you know prepping for career and setting people up for success like you see what that kind of degree you can be capable of and the difference mm -hmm. you can make and the things you can learn i mean this is off the wall but like my very first physical therapist studied theater in undergrad and she was a physical therapist and you know she took yeah. what she learned from that to turn around and help people like me who needed it so like that and you know that's not always going to be the case it's not the most employable depending on where you are but you know if you you market it right if you get the right people if you you know if said people turn around and do the work like it can be very successful and it may not be exactly how it was, but it, that's where they got their start. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of strange. It's just kind of, it's kind of out of that field, but, um, so would you say all in all, we're just, we're not a fan. <laughs> parts of it, parts of it. Yes. Other parts. No, like there was a part of this that we didn't even touch on which is about like their increased commitment to affordability and like the public price promise and like the mm. kentucky hope scholars thing that they're working to expand like those really are going to make a difference especially across the state of kentucky like those have great potential to do or they that. could just and lower tuition some of those people <laughs> Well, that's never going to happen. So <laughs> business-wise, like what during it? Yeah. Especially with no, during inflation, working at a school, like I'll tell you, nah, girl, that's not going to happen. Um, but uh, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. One can help. My public admin self comes out every now and then. No. That's good. <laughs> you're learning. <laughs> See, you're yeah. absorbing more than you think. It's true. This grad are. school has been been a been a positive. Give yourself some cred. Okay, you know another uh mm -hmm. recent Bellarmine thing. I think they have like an esports minor now. Am I making that up? I feel like they have an esports minor now. Is it a minor? I think or is it's it a like a club. I think it's a minor. I think you can actually minor in esports. Back check. Interesting. Yeah, let me let me just take a look. But I've 
I swear, I feel like I read that. That's uh, that wouldn't surprise Weird. me. Yeah, it's a minor. Wow. Oh my god. So they Why? do have a club, but then they also <laughs> have a minor. Turn your passion for gaming into a career. It's in the School of Movement and Rehabilitation Sciences. Esports is a fast-growing international phenomenon, and minor in esports will provide opportunities for students to turn their passion into potentially to potential highly marketable skills leading to competitive careers. But we cut we cut the but theater we, program. But we cut the theater program. Oh my God. Well, let me from business <laughs> development to communications and event management. There it is. The B word. Business. Ah. Uh. The B word. <laughs> At Bellarmine, everything's either the B word or the N word. Oh, Business or nursing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, everything's nursing. Everything nursing is. business. Business nursing. Nursing admin. Oh, that's their baby child right there <laughs> mm-hmm. baby children oh man well just imagine if you had a business that nursed baby children <laughs> oh my god we're getting <laughs> delirious this is what happens when you record so late we're not used i've to got this. my like pjs on so. like yeah we usually record like two on, on a sunday Honestly, this is more fun. <laughs> we need to do this on a Friday night with wine. No, I was oh I was gonna God. say that. I was gonna say like a Friday night, then the sips could be alcoholic. Yes. I mean, not that they can't be alcoholic now. I'm just Right. Who's to say we happen? can't have alcohol on a Tuesday? There's no rule. Right, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. I'm just, I'm more likely to drink on a night when I don't have to work the next day. Uh-huh. I'm still, I'm here for it, you know, celebrating you know life at all times. We should, okay, this this is the Keeneland squad. We need to record. It is. Right. We should, okay, we're going to have to record next week, weird time, and the week after weird time, because I'll be in another country. So, um, next Friday, we should do this. Ooh, intrigued. I love. Like before we leave for Keeneland, like the fourteenth. No, yeah, do the Friday night idea. Okay. With the three of us, because we're going to yeah. Keeneland. My Friday yeah. night is indeed free. So. Nice. Okay. I got stuff going on on Saturday, but Friday is hey, indeed free. This will just be my pregame. To my freestanding happy hour that I have every Friday, anyway. So <laughs> I'm here for this. Well, I think that's our show. I think so. And <laughs> scene. Thank you first to Meredith for joining us today and sparking idea for our next episode and beyond. And thanks to you for listening to Quips and Sips, the musings of two Southern twenty somethings. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. 
Be sure to follow us on Insta at Quips and Sips. Share our show with a friend. Comment on Instagram. Make sure you get our engagement up on the Instagram page. That's key. That's how you know you're a true fan. Um, we love you. And we'll quip y'all later. Bye. Bye. Oh this is fun.